to talk to you about something that's on the front mind of many of us, um, the front of our mind. It's certainly on the reoccurring channels of television and podcasting and radio and YouTubing and shall I go on of all the many ways that we are streamed information. Never thought I'd use that word streams in any other way but the living streams and um, the recognition of a small babbling brook somewhere being a stream. It's so revealing how words change in generations and in cultures. And today I just want to read something, recognize something, and talk for a minute about the situation in the Ukraine. The war in Ukraine is awful. This is the 21st century. Uh, we've been talking about when will God come again? When will the evil, which is allowed to have power here on earth, be ended and Christ will return? Uh, we, we don't know that answer, but <clears throat> many of us say this would be a good time. But then for generations, for decades, for millennial now, there have been men and women who said, this would be a good time. And I have a friend who's very um, in tune with the heart of God, has spent much of his life investing in countries that um, have less than stellar um, information centers and less than prolific Christian institutions. And in these decades that he has traveled, he has seen much about the humanitarian crisis in the world. The humanitarian crisis in the world. And this war in Ukraine is getting an awful lot of attention, and it certainly should. I, I, I watch sometimes on the channels, and I think uh, there's, there's something intrinsically wrong with my being in my comfortable home, with my heat or air conditioner on, watching on television someone's city, country, and life be blown up by an enemy. It, it just feels like I shouldn't be watching it. <clears throat> I think it was the Vietnam War that we first had an opportunity to see something going on in the middle of a war. Certainly that wasn't available um, in other wars. So this friend of mine says he understands very clearly, but he wonders about the war in other places that has been going on for a long time, like in Yemen, where there is a lack of food and there is um, an estimated 85,000 who have died due to famine. And that 24 million people, almost 24 million people, have almost no food. Or the ongoing war between the Kurds and the Turks, and the Turks and various insurgent Kurdish forces. 
And where are the sanctions for those countries? And that's one of the reasons why I think many of us stand in line and say, do I hate war? Is war essential? Could I be a pacifist? Could I be the person who says, I don't believe in that? And, and all I have to do is ask the question of myself, could I be a pacifist? And that question just leads me to 1,000 million other questions. And yes, you know me well enough, I could have 1,000 million questions. Because what about, and what about, and what about? And I'm not in charge. And while my friend's points were well taken, I thought, yes, these are um, terrible horrible situations, and there are many more in all the continents of, of, of the world, and many more scrimmages that are smaller and are not even noticed where life is being taken at the hands of someone who is cruel <clears throat> and, and evil in their actions. Sorry about my throat this morning. But I want to say that I can't fix any of that, and neither can you. And neither can my friend. And I think that's probably what causes this great frustration. And I've heard of many people in the last three weeks talking about, well, if we do that over there, we should do this over here. Now, I don't have any answers for that either. But the one thing that kept coming to me was the fact that I did have one answer, and that was that we needed to be very mindful and very prayerful. And when I'm watching something in the news and there's a particular scene being dramatized, being talked about at length, I try to quiet and still myself and think, this is just one of thousands of scenes just like it in the Ukraine, much less in all the other countries of the world who are either engaged in war between two countries, in holy wars, between denominations and religions, or in wars against life itself by the absence of food and famine's presence. So what can I do about that? The only thing I can always do, which is pray. And I received this prayer, um, praying for the Ukrainian people, and I want to Pray it aloud with you today, and then I want to tell you one more thing that I will encourage you to do. Holy and gracious God, we pray for the people of the Ukraine and the people of Russia, for their countries and their leaders. We pray for all those who are afraid that your everlasting arms hold them in this time of great fear. We pray for all those who have the power over life and death that they will choose for all people life and life in all its forms. We pray for those who choose war, that they will remember that you direct your people to turn swords into plowshares and to seek peace. We pray for leaders on the world stage, that they are inspired by the wisdom and courage of Christ. And above all, Lord, today we pray for peace, in the Ukraine. And we ask this in the name of your Father, Son, and Spirit. Amen. And I add, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy. I thought it was a beautifully penned prayer, and it seemed to avoid all of the hot spots that war 
can cause us to be poked with. Do you love war? Do you hate war? Are you a pacifist? Ever thought about it? Which side do you stand on? And what kind of equipment do you think we should use? And there are so many things to be said about this kind of war. The second thing is that I came um, in contact with a YouTube. Now, you know I'm not a big YouTuber. I know where it is, and I've got the channel on my television, and I've been able to watch a number of things on YouTube and many videos that either one of my grandchildren think that I should watch and either laugh at or not laugh at or at least be aware of. But this was a YouTube that I had not had heard of, and I was very touched by it. In late February, the rabbi, the chief rabbi of the Ukraine, and I will not try to say his name because I sure will blow it. <clears throat> he asked the world to join him in praying Psalm 31 each day. The Bible Society of the Ukraine, led by, I got his first name, Anatoly, I do not say his last name, extended that request to Christians around the world. This psalm was on Jesus' mind and on his lips as he died. Let's pray this prayer now, coming alongside Jesus in his love for all those around the world who are suffering. And I'm going to put the YouTube address up on the website. This will go up on March 18th, if you are wondering what date you might find it. The site will be there, and you will be so blessed to see many Ukrainians reading this lengthy psalm, Psalm 31, in their own language. A number of my close acquaintances have chosen the NIV version, which is what the YouTube uses in Ukrainian, not that you would know the difference. Um, and they are reading together at night, each night, families and couples, singles, um, Psalm 31. And I want to read it to you today. In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me. Come quickly to my rescue. Be my rock of refuge and strong fortress to save me. Since you are my rock and my fortress, for the sake of your name, lead and guide me. Keep me free from the trap that is set for me. For you are my refuge. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Deliver me, Lord, my faithful God. I hate those who cling to worthless idols. As for me... I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your love, for you saw my affliction and knew the anguish of my soul. You have not given me into the hands of the enemy, but have set my feet in a spacious place. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am distressed. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul and my body with grief. My life is consumed by anguish and my ears by groaning. My strength fails because of my affliction, and my bones grow weak. Because of all my enemies, I am the other contempt of neighbors and an object of dread to my closest friends. Those who see me on the street flee from me. 
I had forgotten as though I were dead. I have become like a broken pottery. For I hear many whispering, terror on every side. They conspire against me and plot to take my life. But I trusted you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who pursue me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. Let me not be put to shame, Lord, for I have cried out to you. But let the wicked be put to shame and be silent in the realm of the dead. Let their lying lips be silenced, for with pride and contempt they speak arrogantly against the righteous. How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you, that you bestow in the sight of all on those who take refuge in you. In the shelter of your presence, you hide them from all human intrigues. You keep them safe in your dwelling from accusing tongues. Praise be to the Lord, for he showed me the wonders of his love when I was in city under siege. In my alarm, I said, I am cut off from your sight. Yet you heard my cry for mercy when I called to you for help. Love the Lord, all his faithful people. The Lord pervert, preserves those who are true to him, but the proud he pays back in full. Be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. This is Psalm 31, being read by the Ukrainian young people um, on the YouTube site, which you will find on our website. I've been praying this prayer um, each night, and every time I pray it, as I just read it, read it now, I think, oh, I know my son-in-law, who's been grievously ill in the hospital. I know a family whose relationships are turned inside out, where there is warring among the children and siblings and difficulty between the parents. I know of a young woman whose parents are being divorced and they've been married for 40-some years. The stories that come to my mind as I pray this Psalm 31 are stories that are in your life and all around us. May this prayer for the Ukrainian people from God's Word, Psalm 31, be a prayer that you will pray and pray for all of those in your world who are suffering just as the Ukrainians are suffering, but from a different net effect. I'm Donna Otto, and this is Modern Homemakers. Thank you for listening. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go and make it an uncommon day of remembering the Ukraines and others through Psalm 31.